1850, the Prime Minister of England made a five-hour speech. I'd like to read it to you now. Okay, no. But the subject of the speech was the policy of sending the British Navy to blockade the port of Athens and to block up the tiny Greek Navy. What is interesting is not the policy, but the story behind it. The year before he made the speech, in 1849, a man named Don Pacifico had been beaten up in the streets of Athens and robbed of all of his possessions. According to Don Pacifico, the police looked on and did nothing. And so he turned to the Greek government and said, I want restitution. The Greek government refused. Now, Don Pacifico had been born in Gibraltar, which made him officially a British subject. So he turned to the government of Britain and the prime minister, Henry John Temple, 3rd Viscount Palmerston, responded. He gave a speech in the House of Commons in which he defended that policy, but they, uh, rather in the House of the Lords, but they turned him down. And so he went to the House of Commons and he gave that five-hour speech in which he said, and I quote, a British subject in whatever land he may be, shall feel confident that the watchful eye and strong arm of England will protect him from injustice and wrong. The House of Commons agreed, and by a 310 to 264 vote, they approved the policy of sending the entire British Navy for one man. The most remarkable part of this remarkable story is that Don Pacifico was a Jew. Now, believe me, the people who voted for that resolution had no love for Jews. Several years ago, for Commentary Magazine, I reviewed Anthony Julius's 861-page Trials of the Diaspora, a History of Antisemitism in England. It makes for very depressing reading. The author himself said that writing it was like swimming through a sewer. It was in England, after all, that the blood libel first started. And as bad as the record is, the only reason it's not worse is because for hundreds of years, the Jews were kicked out of England and couldn't be there. And so they were hated in their absence, which often happens but at least not in their presence. The recent troubles of Corbyn and the Labour Party have a long pedigree in that land. And in fact, to sum it up, you can think what the writer and politician Harold Nicholson said, someone who represented the elite of English society. He said, although I loathe anti-Semitism, I do dislike Jews. And yet, the British Navy was put in service of this one Gibraltaran Jew. Palmerston understood that in the end, principle overrides identity.
Yes, there will always be antipathies and resentments and prejudices. But if you believe in something, it overrides your particular difficulties and conflicts in subordination to a higher ideal. We live in an age in which the balkanization and the division of identity is paramount. One nation under God is now my group, my party, my people. As Jews, we aren't immune, by the way, to this deep human drive to separate ourselves as a group and insist on our difference at the expense of the commonality. And that's why it is so important that we understand the message of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is not about the creation of the Jews. Many other traditions, including some very well-known religious traditions, celebrate the new year from the beginning of their tradition. But today, we do not celebrate when God came to Abraham. Today is not about the exodus from Egypt. Today is about the creation of the world. In other words, there are things that override identity. You start as a human being. A Jew is an inextricable part of who I am, but a human being is all of who I am. And what is true of me is true of every race, color, and creed. The experiences of different people are different. And the experience of no group is uniform, but the unalterable foundation is that every human being is in the image of God. And therefore, when an injustice befalls a human being, it is first and foremost a human injustice. There's a natural tendency to organize it into categories. And that's for good reasons. First of all, it makes it easier to understand because we work with categories. Second, for the person who has suffered the injustice, it's an additive. Not only did they do this to me as a person, but they did it because I am whatever I am. And third, it often explains the motivation of the perpetrator who acts cruelly out of prejudice, or hatred. But remember, even though Hitler did not kill Jews because we were human beings, but because we were Jews, we have a right to object because we're human beings. The Jew doesn't declare to the anti-Semite, you can't persecute me because I'm a Jew, but because I'm a person. My being Jewish is incidental to the dignity that I am owed as a human being and that everyone is owed as a human being. Don Pacifico wasn't saved because he was a Jew, but in spite of the fact that he was a Jew. Prejudice fell before principle. In some ways, the most powerful expression of this is from someone who never met a Jew and who lived in England. When Shakespeare put in Shylock's mouth the famous speech in The Merchant of Venice, I am a Jew. Hath not a Jew eyes, hath not a Jew hands, organs, dimensions, affections, senses, passions, fed with the same food, hurt with the same weapons, subject to the same diseases? 
healed with the same means, warmed and cooled by the same winter and summer as a Christian is? If you prick us, do we not bleed? If you tickle us, do we not laugh? And if you poison us, do we not die? I'm not denying the highly differentiated ways in which groups have been treated in this world. A Jew would have to be an idiot and completely ignorant of history to deny the reality of prejudice or racism or other specific hatreds that take their cue from the differences in human beings that are negligible next to our similarities. Sometimes when I read about crimes of prejudice, I remember as a kid watching that Star Trek, the first Star Trek, the original Star Trek, the episode where two people hate each other and you can't figure out why because their faces are half black and half white. And then at the end of the episode, you discover that one is white on one side and black on the other, and one is black on one side and white on the other. It makes that much sense. It's a cause of enormous shame to humanity that people have sold one another into slavery and we acknowledge first that slavery was universal and no people escapes that taint. And it is also crucial to emphasize that the history of this country with respect to African Americans is laced with disgrace and we have to confront that history to teach it and learn from it. And as we have with anti-Semitism, we learn it's not wrong because people were black, but because people were people. Because they were no better and no worse than those who enslaved them except by the morality of their conduct, which makes all the difference. Because Rosh Hashanah is our starting point. Slavery, even though perpetuated on a racial group, is not a racial wrong, it's a human wrong. That makes it deeper and worse and more urgent to address. We are all the same, metaphysically, soul story, bedrock, perfectly equal. On top of that lay a hundred thousand kinds of differences but none of them matters as much as that simple foundational fact that we too often forget. The Kabbalists, the mystics, refer to this world as olam haperud, the world of division. Our minds are distinction-generating machines. We have binary bias brains. We divide the world from the time we're young into categories and groups. Identity is a process, the psychologists tell us, of self-differentiation. The first meaning of I is not you. And part of the paradox is that when you separate yourself, you also get to belong. I'm not a part of this group, but I'm part of that group. And they treasure me, and they're like me. And such belonging is essential. You can't belong to everyone. You have to belong to one family, one group, one people. And Judaism, with the idea of havdalah, of separation, this idea of light and darkness, Israel and the nations, 
sacred and everyday. We understand this. But it all takes place against the background of prayers to God, who in the Torah, we are told, creates a single human being to teach us that each person is, is a world, that nobody can claim that my ancestor was greater than your ancestor because we share a common ancestor. And therefore, difference is good if you don't end with difference. To protest that we can't understand each other, speak about one another, walk in each other's shoes is a repudiation of the deepest belief of our tradition. The human being was created singly, the Mishnah teaches. We have a common root and a shared uniqueness of soul. In the quarter century that I've been the rabbi of this congregation, I have never seen divisions and mutual repudiations run this deep. Everybody sitting here knows whom they dislike. I have the emails to prove it. <laughs> rabbi, why don't you say something about those people? They're doing the wrong thing. And okay, every now and then, and so are you. But do you remember what outraged you before the last outrage, and the one before that, and the one before that? We live so powerfully in the moment, in the bubble of now, that we need to reach back. That's what a tradition is for, to remember the principle that preceded the outrage of the moment. Palmerston was almost 200 years ago. Rabbi Akiva was 2,000 years ago when he said it's klal gadol Torah. It's a major principle of the Torah, the principle. What? kamocha. You should love the other as yourself because the other is as yourself. Not different. The same. Malachi, the prophet, was 3,000 years ago when he said, have we not all one father, has not one God created us, why then do we hate each other? We have our identities, our culture, our family, our tribe, and increasingly we ignore the fact that we are the same. This is what happens to Israel. People judge Israel by impossible standards because they judge them not as human beings. And what does Israel say to the world? Don't see us as superhuman and don't see us as subhuman. See us as people. Judge us the same way you judge every other person. Don't judge based on identity, based on similarity, based on the fact that we are all people. Our schools, our corporations are captured by this ideology that emphasizes difference and makes identity and not shared humanness the pillar of education. But if you do that, you start the story at the wrong point. We don't start with difference. We start being the same. Shakespeare never met a Jew. Shakespeare never met a Jew. And yet, he could put those words into the mouth of Shylock. 
Why? Because it was a human being. And fundamentally, every human being, Shakespeare to Shylock, to Don Pacifico, to you, to me, we're all the same. We are Jews. Jews introduced to the world the idea that every human being was in the image of God. Every human being, white, black, brown, gay, straight, it doesn't matter. Every human being. You are not good or bad by what you are. You are good or bad by what you do. The South African writer Alan Payton, in his book, Ah, But Your Land is Beautiful, tells a wonderful parable about a man who comes before God, and God says to him, or he calls God the big judge, the big judge says to him, where are your wounds? And the man says, I don't have any. And God says, why? Was there nothing worth fighting for? I and you, we have wounds. Our ancestors have wounds. We fought for being Jewish. We have the wounds to show it. But we walked out of the garden as one. We have a shared humanity, and every person is both unique in soul and all the same. As we step into the new year, we should remember that as much as there will be divisions, political divisions, racial divisions, gender divisions, religious divisions, national divisions, all the divisions that both characterize and sometimes bewilder our world. That we are all human beings. We are all children of God. We are all thoughtful, faithful, scared, filled with anguish and worry and dreams. And that in order to make our way through the wilderness, we have to learn once again how to hold each other's hands and walk together. Shana Tovah.